today we are going to talk about something that Matthew loves to make fun of me about. Any guesses about what that might be, Matthew? <laughs> so many things. Come on, take a shot. What do you think? Oh, it's got to be FOMO. No, something. I don't know. What FOMO. is it? FOMO. Mm, what could it be? All right. It's actually about the status of my CPA, <laughs> my status of, of my you know, ability to practice in the profession. You love to give me a hard time about that, don't you? I, I do like to point out to people that you let yours lapse, yes, and you don't give a crap. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what's going on with the CPA, uh, why, why I let mine go, uh, why Matthew has not, what's happening in the world around the CPA and some strange things and big fines and things happening out there. Uh, what our thoughts about, you know, how it plays in the industry, all that here on drink while you think my vacation version of drink while you think, as you can see, for those watching along our weekly happy hour conversation between a couple of guys who are building their accounting firm in really weird ways. I'm your host, Kenji. He's our other host, Matthew. Um, I don't believe we have a sponsor this week, Matthew. Well, I'm drinking Donnie, Donnie's beer again, so he can have another sponsorship, but if you want, but that's just okay. a friend of mine that, that doing that, but I'm doing, he did this same, I, I think these are the same similar kits you use, but he did the honey hazy number three. Oh, so this was his, uh, April 16th brew. So, uh, I, I let it age a little bit. So we'll see how it goes. Good. Good for Donnie. He's brewing more than I am these days. I have not been camping up with my brewing as much as I should have. Um, that sounds like a beer I like. Thanks, Donnie. Um, I'm going with the, this is the laid back blonde ale from Palisade Brewing Company. Uh, beer that makes you smile. You know, who doesn't like to smile? Palisade is a little town in Colorado, not too far from where I am here. I'm at my parents' home in Colorado with our family for the 4th of July. Palisade's a great little town nearby that has great produce, amazing peaches. So uh, cheers, man. Cheers, man. Well, that's tasty. That is tasty. How's Donnie? It's pretty good. First sip, pretty solid. I'm trying to, yeah, it's definitely like your kind of beer, like a hazy IPA. Hazy so IPA. I, can't, I, can't, I can't get the, I don't get the honey hint. Uh, I'm, I'm, maybe my palate's not very sophisticated. It's but. an unusual, I will say that's an unusual one. I've never heard honey kind of in there in the hazy IPA. So um, it's not usually a flavor, but there. Okay. Um, yeah, this is good on the first tip. Come back and finish things off and rate these in a little bit. Um, why have you kept your CPA active, Matthew? There's a lot of work. I mean, right? You had to do a lot to kind of keep it active. Man, man it took me forever to pass that damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm still hedging on you. You know, maybe I'll need it as a fallback. Uh, uh, as a career. work out at acuity, <laughs> I, things don't work out at acuity. Maybe I need it as a fallback, but uh, oh, we're supposed to get together at eight. Uh, so, um, yeah, maybe it's a it's a fallback thing. Maybe uh, I don't know. Uh, it's a hedge. It's a hedge on acuity, right there. A hedge on acuity. Come on, man. I would say as I've asked people about it, um, I think your first knee-jerk reaction. I understand your second reaction about if things don't work out. You and I constantly worry about things not working out in acuity. It's a day-by-day situation. Um, I think I hear people talk about like, listen, this took me a lot of damn time and effort to get 
I mean, even people who pass it the first time, unlike the two of us who did not pass it the first time or the second, um, maybe the third. I can't remember. It's been a while. Not me. Um, <laughs> fourth time was the charm. No. <laughs> Five, six times. Yeah. Well, I didn't. You, what, you do you know, do you not hear? I never told you the story about my CPA exam. So I decided not to study. I decided not to study for it, and decided if I passed it, then that was the career I was supposed to have. So I just took the two days off. Remember, because it was back in the day before you had to like schedule it. You would go, and then all your friends would be there at the convention center in whatever city in Texas for me. And um, yeah, you would sit there for two days. You had two days off, and 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 like. I figured if I, if I knew the stuff, I should pass it, right? Uh, and then, uh, you know, sure enough, uh, a couple of years in, I, I had I had enough knowledge where I could pass it. So, so you you never took any the, the Becker course or anything like that? Um, well, on my fifth time, I passed three sections, <laughs> and before that, I had passed sections before, but not a, you remember you have to pass two and you got 50s on the others. Yeah. I never got below a 50, but I never passed two before that. But the fifth time I took it, I I I I had lots of crazy times in there. I broke my leg for one of those times. So I had to miss the exam, but I count it because I have six cards. Um so I didn't technically take it six times, but I took it five times, I guess. So the fourth time I took it, which was the fifth time I had a card for it. I passed three sections. And then the next time my boss was like, you need to pass this thing. So I took a, one of those weekend study classes where it was like a two-day crash course. Yeah. So I took a, a two-day crash course. It was the easiest part to study for was law at the time, right? And so I, I took the two-day course and then I passed it fine. <laughs> so if you study, you can pass that test. If you don't, it's, like, it, it's not as, I mean, that's my, that was like, karma though that i should be a cpa it feels like we're we're having the, the conversations we're having we had with ourselves about studying are the ones we t- sound like we're having with our kids right now like you know are the opposite sorry oh that. yeah that you need uh, to I study. Yeah, probably shouldn't that. tell my kids that story yeah i don't worry i don't think they listen to drink while you think this would be the last place our kids would ever want to spend time hearing more of us going on about things um so i think we're safe but yeah, I, I, I think I hear a lot. I, mean, I get it a lot. We all spent a lot of time, sometimes five, six times taking it. I think it was four. Between you and I, we we're like double digits number of times it took two founders of a, of a you know, decent sized accounting firm to get through the exam. Um, but I hear people say, hey, I worked hard at it. I don't want to let it go now. But it's hard. I, I find it now that we're outside of, we're outside of traditional public accounting. It's the CPE requirements are difficult. I mean, they're difficult to keep up with. Um, Inside of especially big four or I think larger public accounting, I mean, you had CPE stuff coming out the ears. Yeah, I mean, I taught for so long in big yeah. four, right? So yeah. like two. big six, big four. So I taught forever. So I always had like way too many hours, right? Because I was in that, I was a trainer. But yeah, since then, it's not as fun to keep up. So well, I kept ever, since I joined you, it's been a slog, dude. I know it. But something about like when we go to conferences, apparently we're not going into sessions, getting our CPE. I'm not sure. That's probably my bad. Um, you mentioned me having my FOMO earlier. Yeah, I'm pulling you off into other things, and we're not going in and getting getting our CPE hours when we're inside of conferences. So that's that well, you haven't had. Me. I mean, your yours has been lapsed for over a decade. 
Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, and I'll say, I'll, my issue with it was I was finding myself as we were re- building up the firm and all things we're doing, you know, I'd get to the end of the year. And in Georgia, um, we're calendar year. And so I would sit there either sometimes on using visiting family and things over the holidays. I would be on a plane flight or crash coursing like on December the 31st, trying to cram hours into an online. I'm like, I wasn't learning anything. I mean, it's just like, this is just silly. And I always felt, I felt worse about that of like slamming in a bunch of hours right at the end of the year, trying to stay compliant. I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. Like it doesn't feel honorable in the work. I'm like, if I'm doing this every year and if I'm not going to change my ways of like actually getting on top of it, you know what? I should just go to go inactive. And so did, I actually felt better about it. And then kind of over the time, I was like, I felt even better and better about it. Like, okay, I'm not going back in public clearly, but I don't know. That, that was at least my justification for it. Um, it was a definitely pre earmark. <laughs> Yes, pre earmark. Yes, as Blake, you know, just know that Blake uh, pre earmark, pre uh, pre earmark. It, it really yeah. pre elephant. It's hard. Pre earmark. It's hard. Yeah, there have been friends of ours who've been trying to make this process easier for uh, at least the past five six years, and so that that may have saved me. That may have kept me active. Had you all been around doing that, um, where do you think as a whole? Where do you think the CPA stands in importance to the profession as a whole? Um, it's kind of crazy. Um, I think, I I think it's helpful as a whole to the profession, but, um, to credentialize it. I mean, I think when we talk about like the most trusted professions, it's like clergy than CPAs. Right. And I think the brand CPA comes in there. Um, I think people think CPA before they think accountant, uh, when they, when they're thinking trust, but I think, the weird thing I've found is like people don't distinguish between a CPA and accountant when it gets down to it. Right. Um, They don't distinguish between any distinguishment. Like, like they don't understand what an EA is versus a CPA. They don't understand what a bookkeeper is versus a CFO or a CPA or a accountant or a controller. Like the buyer's, are relatively uneducated when it comes down to it at the end of the day. But I think generally having said that the CPA certification has really helped us as an industry, as a provide a kind of a trusted kind of brand for accountants in general. Yeah. It served accountants well. Oh, it's an interesting take. I wasn't sure where you're going to go with that, but I I can see that where um, you think about professions like medical professionals, um, Lawyers, yeah, uh, lawyers. Places, the yeah. lawyers. The designations ain't doing anybody any favors over there. Yeah, no, not at all, not at all. But um, there's a um, collateral benefit for all people that go into accounting. I think from the CPA designation and the trust that's kind of that's that's bestowed there on that group. I, I remember the last time I felt like it mattered for me, and there may have been years ago, but out when I was still doing CFO services. Um, you know, if you're going competitively against somebody else and you had a CPA in your designation, they did not, that gave a leg up. I remember interviewing back before when I left, you know, public accounting and went to go work, you know, that was a leg up. You'd see, you could say, hey, I'm a CPA, right? You kind of stacked it on to like, here's the school. I went to my accounting degree. Here's where I worked in public. I am a CPA. And you kind of had all those things. And, you know, it would, 
start in a competitive situation where weeding things out, probably more as you were kind of going into controller or CFO roles, right? Depending on the situation. But for a long time, yeah, I don't think it's, I, I, it has not for me, like it's mattered much at all um, for me professionally. And so it does make me question about what's the value of it. I think you're right. There's a brand perspective that people think about. CPA is meaningful. It does engender trust. But, but you said it, uh, you followed that up really well with um, people still don't, it's an uneducated buyer. They know the name CPA, right? But they don't understand what it is or what it means. It's almost like um, I think about prospective, cl- prospective clients when they talk to us and they say, hey, I want gap financials. Right, and they, I hear we hear clients say things like that, and they don't understand actually what gap is. They don't. They just know, you know, or accrual based or gap, and they're kind of throwing out lingo that they've heard. Like people will say, "Oh, gap means that that means the the financials are better or more accurate," which <laughs> it's not exactly what that means, right? That is a different way or type of, of accounting for things. So you hear people say that, and you go, "Well, if you tr- want truly gap financials." You have any idea what that's going to cost you? I mean, that's you. You can, and you might need it for certain situations, but like most people don't really under understand what that means. I think the CPA can be similar like that. Sure, I want a CPA to do it, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's diminishing in in value in our profession. I think the brand is still there. I I don't know how often the AICPA or others go out there and make changes to, you know. What, what the requirements are because to me it looked like the requirements have stayed fairly you know the, the test has changed since you and i took it um in terms of how you can take it you no longer have to kind of go in those big convention centers and take them a bunch, a bunch of people there you can take it at different time periods but the thing i think also the 150 hours requirements very rigorous you know that you must have that college credits um i still think there's the supervisory component um i actually saw something interesting do you know there's Certain states have a minimum age requirement to be a CPA. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Um, things like New York and Missouri, you have to at least be 21. Uh, other other states, you can be younger. You so well, you know, yeah, you have to do that because they know you're gonna be re- once you're a CPA. You're, they know you're gonna have to drink heavily. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the I rationale? Guess, uh, I, I guess you know New York's getting ahead of that. Like we know what's gonna happen. You're gonna have to have uh you know some of this kind of in place but um i guess also the ethics component right this this tends to and this is where we'll kind of get into kind of more current status um your old firm like i said your old firm right as if you've been associated with ernst and young in a long time got beat down with a huge fine 100 million bucks right is that what it was 100 million bucks something like that 100 million bucks for apparently were they helping the staff or at least the, uh, cheat on the ethics portion of the CPA exam or just kind of allowing it to. What I, what I suspect happened was, and I heard this happening at other firms too. I think um, somebody, I think this may have happened while I was there, um, but people had the answers to the ethics part of the CPA exam. And I was, I remember, I don't remember where I was, if I was at, and I don't remember where I was at the time, but I, I remember somebody saying, like somebody offering the answers yeah. to us. Um, and I, and uh, I think this was, and I don't remember, or I remember hearing about it somewhere that somebody was offering answers and I was like, I'm good. Like it's an open book thing. Like it's the weird thing about the ethics part. It's like an open note, open book thing. So you don't 
need somebody to give you the answers. Like you just have to do the work to look it up. And I was always one to be a rule follower, you know? So I didn't do that, but um, I, I think I was aware of this happening somewhere. I can't I, remember. I think that's been fairly widely known because again, it, it is for those who are unaware of math, as Matthew mentioned, it's open book. It's, I think it can be taken anywhere from like a year to two years after you've passed the four parts of the exam. So it's a separate component. You're taking it not in historically an exam center. You're just doing it wherever. And you have to just, you know, again, it's not like you're being supervised when you take it. It's open book. Well, so it, isn't think, ethics, it is an ethics test. Like, so yeah, you... exactly. <laughs> so, and they're already giving you as much help as possible. Like here, take it unsupervised and here, take it, you know, open book. But then at that point, I think people obviously clearly took it a little too far, but this was fairly, I, I feel like you're right. It's been years since I've been in public, but this was fairly widely known that people would pass this stuff around. Um, yeah. I'm surprised only Ian Y got hit with this. <laughs> I am too. Um, because I, it seems like it was broader than EY in the big four to me, but yeah, I mean, we're going back in the way back machine, 15 years, at least for us, um, 20 years for you maybe, but um um, because I was in public longer, that was not a crack at his age. Uh, that's where uh, I thought you were going to, but I asked the question to start this whole thing off where you're going to make fun of me that I'm older than you. I thought you were going to go there, but oh no, I knew, uh, I knew it'd come back. I kind of worn that one out, plus, uh, uh <laughs> plus it's like it's like you're months older than me, too. So, it's just, <laughs> yeah, at some point. hey, is the old, older we get, the, the, the percentage I'm older than you gets short, smaller and smaller, smaller and smaller, it shrinks, it shrinks. Um, um yeah, but that 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 that's a that didn't surprise me that that they got fined hundred million. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe they'll stop a crack down on that stuff. But uh, you know, just like everything else, it's like I guess they're trying to make a statement and try to make. I don't know if they're trying to make the news or trying to make a statement. But I, I was the surprise part to me was one they finally jumped in and enforced it and against one firm. You would have thought this would have been a little more sweeping and they would have hit a bunch of the firms and said, hey, everyone's going to take, we're going to take our pound of flesh from a whole bunch of different firms out there. Um, you know, I, I do think this was something that was fairly widely spread, but. Maybe it helps the budget though at AICPA. Like maybe that, <laughs> that gets. A- next year, next year's AICPA engage is going to be awesome. It's got that yeah. extra. Extra EY Extra, fine money in there. You're going to call it the e, the e, the EY uh, happy hour upgrade. You know, when, when, it, when, when it's at the Bellagio next year and not the Aria, we'll know that the the EY dollars hit <laughs> where they went to work. <laughs> That's right. Um, what would you do? Okay, I, I like that you mentioned that the CPA does have a very positive brand impact for us as accountants. It has been good for the profession. Are there any things that come top of mind to you that you would change about the exam or the test or any way they do it that you think makes it more relevant and more um, something that really does affect more the overall profession? Because right now it feels like, hey, if you want to practice audit in one of a larger firm, you need to take it. But otherwise, it kind of feels like, eh, is it really that important? What 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 would you do to make it yeah, more relevant for, as a whole? For sure. I, I, think, I think the CPA broad designation is fine, but I think what makes more sense and always has made more sense to me there at a minimum should have been two different cpa exams tax or audit yeah to to think that most of us could do tax and audit at a high level yeah i mean other than the simplest 
clients right. like you can't do. So I think like a a CPA audit, a CPA tax, a CPA, um, and you can call them all CPAs. It's fine. A CPA industry, and then if we're going to go down this path where technology is going to be a big deal. You know, we've got to think about like a CPA automation almost, but you know, I'm not sure that that's right or that feels right. I'm that's the one I'm least comfortable with. I know there's a CMA, but I've always thought that was more for manufacturers. And I very, think very a, focused toward manufacturing the end of the day. And um, I don't think the CPA should let that one go, the industry folks. Like I think yeah. there should be a, a CPA industry you know, internal reporting and, and stuff like that. It's very similar to audit. Um, mm-hmm. and maybe it's audit and accounting, you know, CPA audit yeah. and accounting, CPA yeah. tax. But I I think that um, at least two designations is long, long overdue. Yeah. Um, I don't mind having even some like surface level tax info on there, but like to be a tax CPA, you should have deep tax knowledge in either corporate yeah. or individual tax, right? You should... Yeah, you know, um, partnership, corporate, like everything's getting so nuanced. Like not having this sub specialty, yeah. um, um, just seems not appropriate. But you know, you know, well, what about what about this? So as you're saying that, what about um, this? May get too complicated, but you said, okay, you take the CPA exam, and you have. Holding the technology piece aside, I agree. I think that's gonna that's a little tricky. There's something to that, but I, I can't wrap my head around that piece yet either. But if you said, okay, the CBA designation, one side is a firm for you're going to work in one of the firms. And there's a tax track and there's an audit track, just like you mentioned, right? Those are very distinct. Maybe somebody gets crazy and wants to do both, right? Great. Tack one on it. You put you're a CPA and you have both audit and tax, but you're right. But that's underneath. A firm CPA firm designation. Then, if you have a second one of CPA industry, right? And then you can maybe have one that was really for public companies and one for private companies. You know, you go work yeah. internally in a public company. Those reporting requirements are unbelievable. Like, right? We have a lot of friends who work in public companies, and the things they're jumping through with SEC reporting and really need to know that's so technical and very challenging. And it's very different cadence than just kind of coming in and, you know, saying something on a private company side. Is fairly different, but um, I don't know. Maybe that's a path yeah. To look at it. I think it even matters for like, so like the CPE I can get. Like, what does it matter if I do tax CPE? Right. Like to my like, what does that help for my clients? Like, how does that help me professionally if I do a twenty-hour tax CPE thing? Like, just yeah. me and my own personal taxes, right? Like, I guess like I'm not doing tax returns or stuff like that. But I mean, I, I think that would inform kind of the CPE too, right? Right. right. Like we, we have the CPE tracks right now. You can, like, there's already natural tracks people go, like, you have to get so many accounting hours. Like, tax people shouldn't need to get so many accounting hours. Like, they shouldn't. They should have to and, get freaking technical tax stuff, right? Like, they yeah, should yeah. be up on all the things. So, and, and certain things you go to that are so, there's probably things that engage. Now, granted, they break out a lot of different tracks but i think the states you know the societies when they do their cp a lot of it is geared toward i mean i know teams of people from public companies who go and kind of get some of their cpe or they they usually work with their audit firms like can bring in cpe and things like that. they're very specialized for them but 
know, I've, we've had friends of ours who work in big companies. I'm like, oh, you should come to ZeroCon, right? You should come to something just to see what that's like. And I think they'd enjoy it because they're just fun to go to. But those are all, they need really deep technical, you know, what are the latest pronouncements coming out? And I got to dig in deep on that. And that's not part of what we're going through at ZeroCon, right? Um, you never know though. Some, someone say, hey, I want to find out about lease accounting or RevRec or something kind of happening there. You know, that's a very different, you know, our friend Marty Penny, you know, who runs technical accounting for Coca-Cola, right? Things he's got to go and look at and people like that and, and his wife, Linda, it's, it's very different, but it's still part of our overall profession. And likewise, if I knew there was CPE I could get for um, industry for private companies, I'd be all over that. That's probably what we're kind of doing almost today when we think about going to ZeroCon or going to you know, QuickBooks Connect. It's probably really what those are, tracks are kind of more like. But anyway, it's I don't know. I don't know if the ASCPA wants to take our advice here, but I agree. I think I'd like to see it certainly more relevant, something that would attract more young people, more people to the profession as a whole. But I mean, really, it's so niche yeah. right now going into just audit and maybe tax like you need that designation is is fairly small percentage overall of the professionals who work in the space. I agree. And I think it's not you know, the, with technology, it's getting worse, not better. There are less yeah. generalists, right? Mm -hmm. Even in the cloud accounting world, like we're seeing like us like whittle down our client base to like specific niches just ecom just SaaS tech right <laughs> yeah you know i was on a call today with several firm numbers there's like one of them just does real estate and construction that's it like that's all they do <laughs> like 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 the cpe like they don't need tax they don't need audit they need real estate and construction accounting right like that's all they need like um and i think if the ascpa doesn't acknowledge that yeah it's tricky because at the CPA, when you get your designation, you know, it's early in your career. So maybe yeah, it does need yeah. to stay broad, but like, maybe there needs to be some follow-ons, you know, like the, maybe there needs to be a broad one. And then there needs to be an audit subspecialty you can get or a tax subspecialty you can get or, a, you know, I don't I, know. I, I, I guess I'll, I'll state that I, I am okay with it being a high bar. I'm okay with the fact that you and I had to grind and took a lot of times to get through it. Um, I don't mind it having a high bar as long as it's fair and equitable to, to all people who are interested. I just don't think that after all that work, it just doesn't have any value to me any longer in the space, which is a kind of a bummer. And I want to make sure too that, um, again, that the the high bars that we set, the high standards that are important in, in keeping it a trusted brand are also equitable and fair to you know folks who can who can go to school and get it for 150 hours a piece, right? I mean, I'd be fine. I mean, that, that's, I, sometimes I think that may be a, too high of a bar. I'm not crazy about the 150 hours requirement, but I don't know, lots of things there. It got me thinking about all this though, as we were thinking about. Uh, you didn't get the 150 stuff. hours. I didn't get the 150 hours. 100, we were at 144. I remember mine. Oh, yeah. see, I didn't get, I, I was yeah. the last year that you didn't have too. to have the 150 hours. I was very close already. I had to, do summer school one year just to get them, but it was close. Like we were, you and I were both right around the time when they started moving the master's programs, right. And pushing the 150 hours. And typically yeah. for most people, that means an extra year of school. And yeah. um, I didn't want to have my parents pay for an extra year tuition for that. Cause you and I saw that when we went and worked in public, the people who had the master's versus the bachelor's degrees, they got like an extra thousand or $2,000 in salary or something like this. It was 1000. 
I took was, a one thousand dollar pay cut to skip yeah. my master's program and to start immediately for a full year. Exactly. I mean, come and on, that makes no salary, sense. So. That makes no sense. But so you and I just missed that one. I I'll tell you this to be clear: had that been in effect when I'd have been there, I would not be an accountant today. There's no way I would have done the five years. No way. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. I got to get back to like vacationing here, like vacation mode. Is people playing golf out here? After I should be doing that or fishing. Um, certainly drinking more. So let's rate some beers. Well, I pull mine up. Tell me what you're feeling there on. Uh, I'm going four, four, five on four the honey. Five. hazy. Did, did the honey, five. as you, as you drank more of it, did the honey come through? Yeah, it did. It got, not the, oh. it was a little sweet. It didn't taste like honey, but it, it was a little sweet and it smoothed it out over time. It was kind of nice. And Would I'm not, you a big, feel like, I'm not a big, yeah. good. Well, but did you feel it was very bitter? It was kind of more fruity and sweet than bitter. Yeah. Yeah. That means he did a great job with it. That's and not surprised. That means he did a good job with it. Um, all right, I'm going to rate the the laid back blonde um, from Palisade Brewing here once again. Shout out to the folks in Palisade. If you're ever in Colorado, get some of the Palisade peaches. I promise you're going to love them. This was great. I enjoyed it. I'm certainly in the right space to enjoy it. Things are going to get an automatic bump up here just because when you're in Colorado drinking Colorado beer. On oh, man. So I'm going to. Yeah, on vacation. I'm gonna go uh, four, two, five. Normally, I'd say this wouldn't be my beer choice, but it's a great kind of easy drinking one here. Um, after we just did a long thirty mile bike ride I'm down from the tent city of Aspen, just kind of came in, and this just kind of hits the spot right now. So feeling feeling pretty good about this. But um, I'm curious of what other people think about the CPA. Uh, I'd love to hear some feedback. Some some thoughts from listeners out there, why you did it, why you're not doing it, what you think about it, what you think could change. Uh, drop us, as always, drop us some notes, drop us or, some comments. Or if you'd like to sponsor, just send us beer. We're, we're short on beer now. So if you'd like to sponsor, just send us beer. We are running short on beer. So please send it our way. Um, thanks for jumping on at a different time and letting me do this while I'm on vacation. Cause it still feels like vacation doing this. Cheers to you, man. And cheers, uh, man. Thanks for everybody listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and we'll catch you next time here on drink. Why you think? And I'll see you next week in your back. Kenji. Cheers, man. 